Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight. And yes, I'm still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is great and greatly to be praised. And so, y'all, I'm getting on here late tonight because today is my baby girl's, my youngest child birthday and so we celebrated all day and i was like nope i have to take out time for my special child all of them are special to me and i'm like mm -mm. so we had a great time on today and then after we celebrated i had to go to choir rehearsal and so i'm just getting back home to settle down and i was like i got to do this tell it like it is tuesday but of course god and my family is two priorities in my life and so i was like hey the word is going to get sent out when it's time for it to be sent out. And so I thank the Lord for blessing my daughter uh, to live on this earth for 15 years. And I named her Grace because God gave me grace when he allowed me to have her. And she has really been a joy in my life. And I really thank God for it. And like uh, just a few while later, you know, just uh, uh, some time period later, that's when I really wholeheartedly turned back to God. And he gave me a good wake up call, you know, when I had her and I was like, Lord, I thank you because you didn't have to bless me with my daughter, Grace, but you did. And I really do thank you. And so anyway, we enjoyed ourselves today and I pray that she enjoyed herself. And I really pray that she be all God created her to be glory to God. And so I'm going to get on this, tell it like it is Tuesday, y'all. I've been seeing a lot of stuff, you know, about kingdom, and it's just been really in my spirit um, because it's a lot of, it's a lot going on out here, and people are portraying something that they are not, and then sometimes your understanding needs to be open, so when you hollering kingdom, you need to know what does a kingdom of one a kingdom of god woe man look like so i i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna speak on a kingdom of god man but i am gonna speak on a kingdom of god woman and some of these same qualities is supposed to be present in a kingdom of god man so when somebody's saying that they are part of the kingdom or the kingdom of god they ought to be showing some signs they ought to be showing a changed lifestyle a consistent changed lifestyle living for god you know the inside as well as the outside and so it's a lot of falsehood out here it's a lot of uh miss um it's a lot of um, just misguided people and it's a lot of uh you know just misinformed however you want to say it but I want y'all to know tonight that the kingdom of God is real and everybody on earth do not represent the kingdom of God just because like you may sing a certain way that don't mean you represent the kingdom of God God has given all of us gifts and talents, but you will know them by their fruit, by their changed lifestyle. Because people like, we all are sinners. No, we all are not sinners. And if you are a sinner, you don't belong to the kingdom of God. And so I'm going to break it down on today because, see, all of us was born in sin. But when we gave our life to God by being born again, we are no longer sinners. We are new creatures in Christ. We are saints. 
So no, all of us are not sinners. All of us do not consistently, habitually sin. That is what a sinner is. And God, Jesus did not come, come down off his throne and was, uh, and was whipped and died just so we can stay in sin. It's a lie. So when we talk about kingdom, when we talk about belonging to the kingdom of God, that's a special people. That is a very special people that is set aside to be used by God. It's a special people that have dedicated their life to God. And you can be a part of the kingdom of God on tonight. But you can't do it your way. You must come the right way, the holy way. And so, no, it's, it's only one way. And if you're not holy, you don't you don't represent the kingdom of God. You don't belong to the kingdom of God. So, but we're going to go on. So, the title of this um, podcast, this video, if you're watching me, is the Kingdom of God Woman Personified. Kingdom of God Woman Personified. Because we need to be clear on what a Kingdom of God Woman is. Okay. First of all, question one. Who is the king of our kingdom? Who is the king of our kingdom? Of course, Jesus Christ, he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Revelation 17 and 4. And so, because Jesus is not on earth no more, he went back to heaven and he sent back the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. So, we are led by the spirit of God. He is king over our life. We are led by the Spirit of God. We are governed by the Spirit of God. The Bible says, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It also says, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So we are led by the Spirit of God. When you see these people doing what they want to do, when they want to do it, living however they want to do it, just coming to church, just singing a song, just preaching, just teaching, they don't represent the kingdom of God. They represent themselves because we that belong to the kingdom of God, we are governed by the spirit. We are led by the spirit. Okay, we're going to go on because I, I, mm -mm, I got to get through this on tonight. It's too much deception in the land, too much falsehood. We need to know what we're talking about when we're talking about we represent the kingdom. Because you ain't representing the kingdom any kind of way. Come on now. Our father is the king. Our, our ruler is the king. Mm-mm. Going on. Where is this kingdom? Where is this kingdom? So the kingdom of God... The kingdom of God is among us. The kingdom of God is among us. Or another scripture say like the kingdom of God, another version say the kingdom of God is within us. Um, also, thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. So like this kingdom is not going to end. Once you get in the kingdom of God and you stay holy, you are still in the kingdom of God when Jesus come for his second coming. Or if you die, you know, if you die before he come, you still belong to the kingdom of God. However you die, that's how you're going to rise. So this is an everlasting kingdom. You're still in it when you pass away, if you were still living holy at that time. So it's an everlasting kingdom. Glory to God. And I'm like, see, I'm so happy and I'm so full of joy to be part of this kingdom. See, the kingdom, the kingdom that you see right now, like United States and all that, that's going to pass away. 
So if you was doing good in that kingdom, you rich, you wealthy, you got everything, you got your husband, you got your wife, whatever you got, and you got all of this, but you never entered the kingdom of God, then you lost in life. You was a loser. Because at the end of the day, this kingdom is going to be burnt up. Only the kingdom of God is everlasting. And that's because it's among us. Jesus is the king and we are the subjects. We are the citizens. So our kingdom is everlasting because we make it up and Jesus is everlasting. So, hey, if I was you, I would partner with Jesus. I would want to be a part of the kingdom of God where my citizenship don't never end. Because your citizenship is over and done with when you die. It's over and done with when you die if you're just a citizen of America or a citizen of another country. But the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God lasts forever. It's everlasting. Okay, that's Psalms 145 and 13. You won't be able to say, here it is, or it's over there, for the kingdom of God is already among you. I said that, Luke 17 and 22. 21 Luke 17 21 for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost Jesus that's Romans 14 and 7 the kingdom of God listen the kingdom of God is righteousness so if you if me are if we're not living righteous which means in right standing with God then we don't belong to the kingdom of God okay the kingdom, it says, is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans 14 and 17. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. That's John 18 and 36. And that's what Jesus said. My kingdom is not of this world. And so we're going to get into some things because if you are of, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. So if you're, if your life is compassed with worldly things, you're doing worldly things, you're saying worldly things, you're not walking in the spirit, you do not belong to the kingdom of God because see, God's kingdom is not from here. We're not from here. And if you don't stand out among, from the rest of the world, you don't belong to the kingdom of God because there should be a clear distinction. There should be a clear difference because you belong to the kingdom of God. So anyway, his kingdom, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. Okay, we're going to go on. So this is why we always pray, you know, we pray continually, you know, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because we want to operate in the kingdom of God. We want his will to be done here as it's already in heaven. It's already said and done. We just got to obey his voice. We just got to follow his commandments. We have to do what he wants us to do because we represent his kingdom. So we want to make sure that we represent his kingdom, not ourselves, not worldly standards, but the kingdom of God. And I don't want to get too much ahead of myself. Okay. How do we enter this kingdom, this everlasting kingdom with God, where it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost? Oh, what an awesome kingdom to belong to. Because I know 
Y'all see the trouble in the world. Y'all see this trouble. But even in the midst of the confusion and the trouble, you will have peace and the Holy Ghost when you belong to the kingdom of God. You won't lose your mind because you have peace and the Holy Ghost because you belong to the kingdom of God. Things may happen to you. Things or people may come against you, but you still have peace and joy in the Holy Ghost because you belong to the kingdom of God. So I'm, I'm asking you now, what kingdom do you belong to? Because there's a change. There's this joy that the world didn't give you. The world can't take away when you belong to the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you, joy is when hey, stuff is happening to you, but you're still content in God. You're still praising the Lord. You're still giving thanks because you got joy in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. We're going to go on. And righteousness. Don't forget about that righteousness. So we pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6 and 10. How do we enter or join the kingdom of God? We must. Like it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not optional. If you saying that you belong to the kingdom of God, then that means you was born again. What does it mean to be born again? Because we must be born again. That's what the Bible says in John 3, and I'm about to read it. We must be born again. We must be born again of the water. And that means that you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you must be born of the spirit, which means you must receive the Holy Ghost. And with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, that means you will begin to speak in a language. I don't know what language. Only God know what language he will speak through you. But when you receive the Holy Ghost, that is the initial. That's the first evidence of the Holy Ghost. And so, first of all, in order to enter this kingdom, the kingdom of God, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Born of the water, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Born of the spirit by receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's not no if, and so buts. If you haven't done this, you don't belong to the kingdom. You don't belong to the kingdom of God. We must be born again. Why we must be born again? Because we all was born in sin. We all was born in sin. And so we, we had that sinful nature. So in order to, for us to become a child of God and be born into this magnificent kingdom, we must be born again so we can take on Christ's nature. So it's not an if, ands, or buts. It's a must in order for us to belong to the kingdom of God. We can't have it our way. You can't shake the pastor's hand. You can't say no sinner's prayer and think you didn't got born into the kingdom of God. That's not scriptural. It's not biblical. So John 3, we'll go on to John 3 in your spare time and read it because it's in there. You must be born again in order to enter the kingdom of God. It's not optional. So let's know what we're talking about when we say we kingdom. What laws are we governed by? What laws are we governed by? Okay, we're not of this world. So we are governed by the word of God. God's law is the word of God. And so I'm not saying you disobey the laws of the land. Only time you disobey the laws of the land is if the laws of the land go against the word of God. That's when you got to step back and not do it. So anyway, 
We're governed by the word of God. That's how we live our lives. Our lives is based on the word of God, not somebody's opinion, not Facebook opinion, not your friend's opinion, not your mama opinion, not a lukewarm saint opinion, not a cold person opinion, definitely not somebody that's still in sin opinion. You're the what you're supposed to be obedient to is the word of God. That is what that is what we are governed by. That's what we're gonna have to answer to. The word of God. We have to live our lives based on the word of God. And so, not popular opinion. Because I'm telling you, lots of people. Lots of people is going to hell. But I say hell have enlarged itself. So and then the Bible say broad is the way that leads to destruction. So if you sit up there and be like, hey, they claim to be saved, they claim to be saved, and they doing this. How about how about you don't even know if they're on their broad way to destruction? So you need not to pattern your life after somebody that is not living like the word of God. If the word of God says this, this is what you do, not how somebody that claim to be saved is living. Check the word of God for yourself. I'm telling you, you want to make it in. Because when you get to that judgment seat, God's going to ask you about you. And you have to answer to God about the word that you receive. The Bible says all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy 3, 16. Through 17. So the Bible, the scripture, which I said the Bible, the scriptures in the Bible, they're God, they're inspired by God, because that gets all the people that be like, hey, man made the Bible. The white man made the Bible. Ooh, it just sounds so bad. I hate when people say that. Listen, the scripture was inspired by God. Okay? Because how about if, if the scripture wasn't inspired by God, then it wouldn't be working in my life. And so that's why I don't care what people say and their theories and whatever. No, the man was moved by God to write the Bible. Just like today, God speaks through preachers, prophets, prophetess, saints, whoever you want to speak through. He speaks through people today. So he, the people that wrote the Bible was led of him to write it. So it's God breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So you want to know how to live right and, and be in right standing with God, get in the word. Because people is twisting the scriptures. People that claim to be pastors is twisting scriptures. You need to get in the word of God for yourself and see what it's saying. This is found in 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. And it's not, it's just not good enough for us to come to church and read the word and not do it. The Bible say, don't be like hearers only, but be doers of the word. Because it, it makes no sense for you to just grab your Bible when it's time to go to church. You really do it. And then when you come home, you're not studying it. You And, and you're not doing it. When you get, when you have to answer to God, it's going to be based on what did you do with the word of God that you was hearing and receiving? What did you do? So it's not good enough for us. I mean, that stuff be getting on my nerves. I'm like, uh-uh. It's not good enough that you post these memes and you post these scriptures and you reference the Bible, but you ain't living the life completely. 
It means nothing, deadly squat, because if Christ come for you and you was not born again of the water and the spirit, your memes, your quotes, your scriptural references is going to mean diddy squat. Done. Because you didn't take the time to be born again like he told you. You wasn't obedient to his word. You just look good to people, but you was not pleasing to God. And so we got to get all that stuff out the way. This popularity, this being seen, this attention, this people pleasing. And that mess got to go. Because if you was not pleasing to God, it's not going to matter. These are mere humans that's going to change back to dust when they die. So why are you out here pleasing them and God ain't pleased with your life on today? It's a life lining up with the word of God. Because we all got to examine ourselves according to the word of God. Mm -mm. So we're going to go on. Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Those are the blessed ones. Luke eleven twenty eight. And then this says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. So you, I mean, if we not hold to a teaching, we not kingdom of God women. You got to hold to what the word of God is saying. Not what, not what people that have a form of godliness is saying. Not uh, again, not what people who claim to be saved is saying. You got to hold to the teachings of God. Get in the word because this is what it's just like school. This is what you're gonna be tested on. This is this is what is gonna determine whether you pass or fail the eternal test. Now it's either being eternity in lake of fire or eternity in heaven. So you need to get into this word and know it for yourself. And again, know if you pleasing to God, that's my main thing. Am I bringing glory to God? Am I pleasing to God by my life? And the only way I'm going to know that is based on the word. Because people, people, mm -mm. people is fickle. People is sometimes, people is something else. They'll push you up one day and drag you down another. So you don't listen to the opinions of man. But if you got to base your life on what God is saying through his word. And if he's pleased with you, glory to God, then you good. So anyway, that's John 8, 31 and 32. You got to hold fast to the teaching. That's that's going to determine, is you a follower of God? Is you a disciple? Is you a kingdom of God woman? Then it said, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The Bible have truth in it. God is truth. So you got to get in the word. And... Also, the word of God, it endures forever. It endures forever. There's so many books that people have printed out, but the word of God endures forever. This word of God is going to get you from here to your eternal place. So I'm telling you, don't depend on the words of people if it ain't backed by scripture. And some people be twisting again the scripture. If they ain't Holy Ghost filled and seeking God for real, they can misinterpret the scripture. They might have went on to their own thing. So you got to be seeking God yourself to know if, hey, is this person coming from the word of God? Is they doing their own interpretation? Is this a spiritual interpretation? And I'm talking about a godly spiritual, not demonic. But mm -mm, Satan can twist scriptures. You got to know and be able to hear the voice of God for yourself and have the Holy Spirit in you. So you can discern whether or not the scriptures are being twisted. And you can follow the truth how God wants you to follow it. I'm telling you, don't be fooled. Isaiah 40 and 8. That was the word of God endures forever. Now, what are some characteristics of a kingdom of God woman? 
Because this is important that this is important. I probably should put that at the top. What are some characteristics? First of all, we operate in the power of God. We operate in the power of God, not a form of godliness. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. 1 Corinthians 4 and 20. And when I say we operate in the power of God, we are full of the Holy Ghost. Not just saying we have the Holy Ghost, but we are full of the Holy Ghost. And again, we are led by the Spirit. Our decisions is based on the Spirit leading. The life we live is based on the Spirit leading. Now, when I say we don't operate in a form of godliness, this means that, you know what? I'm not going to be on here teaching y'all or saying anything to y'all, but I'm out here clubbing, cussing, sleeping around, living with somebody that's not my husband, on here looking very seductive and sexy. We're going to get to that later, but it's, it's being a disgrace because you got women on here like claiming claiming to be saved or claiming to be this type of woman i'm talking about even prophetess or whatever people call themselves but they on here looking sexy with their cleavage out they behind out they they whatever they got on is so tight you can see the whole shape of their behind and their breasts and everything and but you a kingdom of god woman you a liar because you're not you're not representing jesus you're not representing his kingdom you're representing your sexy Filthy ways. That's what you represent. So we're going to go on. But no, you you have a form of godliness. A form of godliness. And you're denying the power. Because why ain't the power changing your life? So we, as kingdom of God women, we operate in the power of God. So not only do we have the power to, you know, cast out demons, to prophesy, to teach, or, you know, to live holy. But we, we, we have that power. We have that power to live holy. Yes. So don't tell me, no, no, no. You can do all this singing, preach, and you shouldn't even be preaching as a woman. But anyway, let me go on. Teaching, prophesying, casting out demons and all of this stuff. But yet you don't got the power to live holy. Sit down, go get in the presence of God because you need Jesus. We all need Jesus, but don't come, don't come and act like you represent the kingdom of God. That's up again. Ooh, I'm like, what? You represent the kingdom of God, but you got a nasty lifestyle. You a lie. You represent yourself. Perhaps the kingdom of the devil, but not the kingdom of God. We're going to go on. We operate in the power of God, the power of God, not a form of godliness. Next one. Mm, we seek the kingdom of God. First, we seek the kingdom of God first, as stated in Matthew 6, 33. Like, I'm like, if you're a kingdom of God, whoa, man, everything else, but after, after, everything else is secondary. The kingdom of God and his righteousness is first of all. And so when you seek the kingdom of God first, then the Bible says, like, it's going to be added unto you. And that can include a lot of things. And so if I'm claiming to be a kingdom of God, whoa, man, like I'm not going to be seeking to please my flesh. Like I'm not going to be going after different things first before I insult God. And does this, does this line up with the word of God? Does this line up with what my spirit is saying? That's the Holy Spirit. 
because you might be listening to the demonic, a demonic spirit. So you, how you know that it's God that's speaking to you, it's going to line up with his word. So am I seeking God's kingdom first? Because a lot of times, you know, people, women can get in their flesh and be seeking a man or a husband before you seeking a kingdom and what God wants you to do. That's a problem. A kingdom of God woman seeks the kingdom of God. Lord, I submit my life to you. I submit my body to you. I submit my mind to you. What do you want me to do? I'm at service for you. I'm not my own anymore. So even though, yes, I am. I'm 38. Even though I'm 38, I still gonna seek what's best for you and not try to run off, run after a man. Nah. Because I'm going to seek you first. When the time is right, you're going to make it happen. And he's going to come for me. He's going to accept me as his wife. But in the meantime, I'm seeking your kingdom first. Because if I take care of you, you're going to make sure you know that I'm being taken care of. You got me. So I'm going to seek first the kingdom. I'm going to live my life pleasing to you. I'm going to be, I'm going to sanctify myself so I can be a vessel that you can use for your glory. You know, I'm not going to go after all of this other stuff. And then it's like, even if it's a job position and it's somewhere else and it's going to take you out of your devotion to God, your positions at church or something like that, like you need to be making sure this is lined up. Like, wait a minute. It might be more money. It might be more of this. But if I am not going to have time to spend with God and it then pulled me away from all my positions at church and I need to make sure that this was God. So instead of going after dollar signs, is this the will of God? Is this pleasing to God? Instead of moving to Zulu, another country, another state, just because you want to live this kind of life. Have you sought the face of God? Did you seek first the kingdom? God, is this all right with you? Instead of seeing, trying to please your flesh and what you want to do. Us kingdom of God women, we seek the kingdom. Okay, what do you want to do? I'm a citizen. Is this right according to your standards? Is this pleasing to you? Is this going to make the kingdom of God more prosperous this is gonna help point people back to you and bring you glory again you got to be thinking of all these things i probably went past one of my points we seek the kingdom of god first and that was my next point we live to bring glory to god because the bible saying isaiah 43 and 7 everyone even everyone that is called by my name for i have created him for my glory I have formed him, yea, I have made him. So we are created to bring glory to God. With our lives and everything we do is to bring glory to God. I see like my job, like I'm like, Lord, I really want, however you want to use me, use me, wherever, however, but I want to bring glory to you. And I, I mean, I just didn't want, you know, a job just to have one. I wanted to be able to reach lost souls. You know, however God want to use me to do that, I want to be able to help people. And then, then in turn, pointing people back to God. And so we live to bring God glory. And if he's not getting the glory, we don't need to make that decision. We don't need to make that choice because it's a bad choice. It's a bad decision. If you think about, think about it, that it's not bringing glory to God. That is only bringing you self-satisfaction. That is only bringing you self-gratification. But it is not bringing glory to God. So, 
you got to examine, am I really a kingdom of God woman then? If I'm living my life pleasing myself, but it's not really pointing people back to Jesus, actually it's making, it's not making him, but it's misrepresenting who God is and who the kingdom is. So we got to think about that. Am I bringing glory to God? And so kingdom women of God bring glory to God in the way that they live their life. Now, this is a hot topic right here. Like I was telling y'all at the beginning, we dress modestly, modestly and have good works. That's found in 1 Timothy 2, 9 through 12. Well, 9 through 14. 1 Timothy 2, 9 through 14. Because I'm looking like, that's not modest. Like, that's not modest. Like, why? If you profess to be a kingdom of God, woman, that you look like this, the Bible never told you to look sexy. No, no. Yes, when you get married and you're in a closed part with your husband, then there is the place that you look sexy. But you don't deliberately go out in the street looking sexy and sensual. No. You don't, you don't, be, you don't appear before anyone before anyone looking that way except for when i say anyone i'm talking about outside people other than your spouse because that is disgusting and and i'm like i'm hearing preachers i even heard a pastor you know a pastor that's like a has a huge mega church talk about the dressing it's getting ridiculous if you claim to be a kingdom of god woman your cleavage should not be showing your skirts, dress, whatever you have on should not be so tight. And again, that you see the whole shape of your behind. It's disgusting. And it's not representing God. It's not. It is it's disgusting. And you call yourself a kingdom woman. A kingdom woman. And I know certain people like, no, no. I, it's, it's just a shame. And you're doing the stuff on purpose. Like, no. You know you see yourself in a mirror and you see your cleavage showing. No, it's no way. You're trying to attract the opposite sex. And just, I'm single, but I'm not. No, 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 no. If you're not attracted by my good works and my beauty from the outside and the inside, you don't need to be attracted. And most, I'm going to say, no, a kingdom, a real kingdom man is not going to want to go after a woman that has her breasts out, her behind out, or the skirt so short you can see her thighs. Like, really, your thighs? And then you got people that's professing to be a kingdom woman of God at the beach, at the beach or wherever they're at with swimsuits, with cleavage showing. And your thighs are showing if you have on a bathing suit. Without a cover-up, I'm saying without a cover-up, you, your thighs are showing. Your cleavage is showing. You're not a kingdom of God woman. You're not representing God. Sit down and get in the presence of God so he can tell you some things if you don't believe it coming out my mouth. It's not modest. It's too much nakedness. Too much nakedness. You don't have to be that way. Especially if you came to be a kingdom woman of God. We dress modestly. And we are known by our good works. Modest and good works. And so you have to focus on this inner man. See, if you focus on being godly, then God will talk to you and your spirit won't sit right with you going out in the street having the attire of a harlot. 
it, it, it won't, your spirit won't sit right. But see, when you claim to be Holy Ghost filled or you claim to be a kingdom of God woman and you are not, then you are comfortable going out and being seen in public like this because you are professing something you do not possess. But if you really want to be a kingdom of God woman, I, I encourage you to be born again of the water and the spirit and get yourself in the presence of God. Read the word of God. Ask God to show you you. And he will. And he will perfect those things in you. But don't be carrying the name of God or saying you're a king God woman, but you have on the attire of a harlot. You're a lie. We shouldn't see your thighs. We shouldn't see your cleavage. We shouldn't see your breasts. We shouldn't see a shape of your behind. We shouldn't see none of those things when you claim to be a kingdom of God woman. You should be distinguished by your good works. And I'm not saying you have to look tacky. Please don't look tacky. Especially as a single woman. Talking about you want to be married, but you look tacky in your dress and the way you look. No. I'm not saying that. I'm saying God did not tell you to get out here and look sexy to attract a husband or look sexy, period, if you marry. No, you do that stuff behind closed doors, look sexy to attract your husband behind closed doors, if that's how you want to look. But when you come out in a public, you are representing God. And we want to see Jesus. We can't see Jesus when we can see all your cleavage. Like, that is disgusting. How you think, man, you know, man listening to you? Like, I'll be watching, like, I'll be seeing women on TV and everything and calling themselves a prophet such and such, and a whole rump shape. The whole rump shape is showing, and you jiggling cross, back and forth across the stage of your church or wherever. Child, sit down. The man ain't listening to nothing you saying. All he sees is your butt going cross and front, up and down the stage. He not hearing you. That's a distraction. You are a disgrace to the body of Christ looking like that. And I'm, again, I'm talking to the ones that claim to be a kingdom of God woman. You that are not saved, you, you, come on in. I'm talking about these kingdom of God women professing to be a prophet and a teacher and all of this. And kingdom, no, you're not. You represent yourself, but we're going to go on. Cause I, I, I mean, I'm tired of the men that's really living righteous because there's some wretched men out here that claim to be saved but say it's okay for women to dress like this. But they are, they weak as water. Because any man that want their wife or any man that want a woman to be dressed like that in public, they have a problem with their relationship with God because they're not even, they, not, they don't even believe the word of God. When it say the Bible clearly say be modest. Cover your nakedness up. It's too much nakedness. Men can't even focus. Can't even get saved and call on Jesus because they got to focus. And then they got to focus on, they try, you trying to tell them a word, but all your breasts out. They staring at your breath. And they're like, ooh, you just jump. Choppy, anybody jumps with all that fat? Go there. No, no. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about nobody is, I'm not saying that nobody's fat, but I'm saying, you know, Breast tissue is fatty tissue. Like, that's why I'm saying. Ain't nobody jealous of that. No. We all should look modest. And you can. You can. Even though I am a petite size, I have seen larger women than me look very modest in the apparel that they had on. So it's no excuse. You can find you some clothes that fit nicely. And I'm not saying being so loose that it look like a boy. 
I'm saying not being so tight that we can see your whole rump space, your whole behind. No, that's too tight. And it's so short that I can see your thighs. No, that's not a kingdom of God, woman. Sit down, be quiet, get in the presence of God. Okay, we're going to go on. That's First Timothy 2, 9 through 12. Now, it also says, like, now we're supposed to have good works. And it also says we still don't so supposed to usurp our authority, usurp authority over the man. So this is, in this scripture, I'm telling you, hey, when a man is present, a man is in congregation, no, he needs to be teaching. He needs to be teaching everybody. Yes, we are. We can teach women. We teach our children. But it's a man in the house. So that man needs to be teaching and preaching. So you don't, you don't put authority. You don't, you don't take authority over the man because the man was created first and then Eve. So you let that man do his thing under the power of God and you submit under him. That's why I am, I don't believe in, you know, women, I don't believe that women was called to preach or to pastor because if men are in the midst, you are usurping your authority over the man at that point. And so that's why um, I don't believe that a woman can preach or be a pastor. Okay, because it's saying Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. So we need to let the men do their job. We are under them. I love teaching the women. I love teaching children. I love doing all of that. But when it comes to the open congregation, the men need to be up teaching and preaching. That is their job. That is their mandate if they are called of God. Don't be letting any man teach and preach to you. Because no. Some like, again, some of these men is children of the devil. Mm -mm. No, make sure he called by God and he preaching from the word of God. Yes. Yes, but don't usurp your authority over a man. We got to stay in our place as women. And women don't like to hear that because of some of these feminist movements, whatever. But we do have a place. And God wants us to, to operate in our gifts and our callings and still do good works. But never to usurp authority over a man. That's when you have stepped out of your place. And mm -mm, that's disobedient to the word of God. All right, next thing, we are well-rounded. We are well-rounded. So that means like not only am, because it's so much hypocrisy, it be getting on my nerve. Not only am I a saint in the church, but I'm a saint at home. I know how to take care of my kids. I take care of my children. I love on my children. I'm not going to be loud out here on Facebook or loud in the church, but treating my children bad. No. We are well-rounded women. We are well-rounded women. And so that's what comes from Titus 2, 4 through 5. Um, it's saying like the older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. And so I don't have a husband yet. Thank the Lord. But my mom teaching me well by her example and her words, how to love my husband. But anyway, I do have children. So the woman, the older woman must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, and be pure, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive 
A lot of women don't want to hear that. But see, this is our place. This is the word of God. This is what we're supposed to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. So me as not being married yet, I still supposed to live pure. It say and be pure. So I'm supposed to be sleeping around with men. Nah, nah. That's not the lifestyle you're supposed to have as being a kingdom of God woman. And not just even around, this pornography is taking people out. Not that either. <coughs> I don't watch pornography. Neither do I masturbate. You know, the little sex toys that people be having. Talking about some, ooh, yeah, I'm staying pure. Or I'm a virgin or all this. I, I'm not saying that because I have three children, but people be saying this. I'm a virgin. Or they'll be like, I'm pregnant. So absolutely, but you still masturbating. Sit down, shut up, and get in the presence of God and show me for real. Because I'm like, no, I know if God can keep me for years, he can keep anybody else. If you are determined and you disciplined and you operate in the power of God, oh, yeah, you can stay pure. And so it's not pure when you still masturbating. Because when you masturbate, you're not thinking on Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. No. You ain't thinking on Jesus while you are masturbating, so stop the line. So you're not pure. Your thoughts is not pure. So we have to be pure in heart, pure in mind, pure. So we are well-rounded. Not only am I shouting and dancing in church and teaching and, you know, doing all this, I'm pure at home. I'm pure where I go. Pure. And living wisely. Mm-mm. These, mm-mm, mm-mm. And I love my children. Like, I really love my children. I have sacrificed a lot, and I don't like to talk about that. I just do. I like to just do, because that's my job. I'm a mother, and I love my children. Like, that just comes naturally, because I love, love, people need to understand, is an action word. It's not an emotion. It's, it's, it's not emotion. It's not a feeling. Love is action. Love does. Okay? Love goes the distance. Love sacrifices. So anyway, I love my children and I try to show them that every single day I try to show them that I love them. I'm going to be here for them. I'm going to help provide for them because they are my children and I love them. I'm going to watch out for them. I'm going to protect them. So glory to God. People can call me. Well, I forgot what the word they be using. Whatever. But no, I'm going to protect my children from that devil I see coming. Anyway, we're going to go on. We obey because we love God. We obey because we love God. His law is written in our hearts and minds. So, you know, we were talking about like the word of God is law. But when we receive the Holy Ghost, we are when we are born again, his law is now written in our hearts and in our minds. And I'm not just obeying him out of obligation. I'm obeying him because I love him. And when I receive the Holy Ghost, I receive love. God is love. And so I am obeying God's commandments because I love him. He don't have no chokehold on me saying, obey, obey, obey. I'm obeying him because of my love for him. And I know that pleases him. Okay. So the Bible saying John 14, 15, 21, if you love me, keep my commandments. So that's another distinguishing quality of a kingdom of God woman. Like you got to love God and it's only, it's only shown what is, I'm going to say, maybe not only, sorry, wrong word. First and foremost, it is shown by how we obey his word. So if we don't obey his word, we are not kingdom of God woman, women, and we're not representing him. So we have to obey his word. 
It say, if you love me, keep my commandments. He that have my commandments and keepeth him, keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest. I love that part. And I will manifest myself to him. John 14, 15, and 21. And then in Hebrews 8 and 10, it say, I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their hearts. I'll be their God and they shall be my people. So it's here. It's in my heart to serve the Lord. It was a song that I used to listen. It's in my heart to serve the Lord. I'll be serving the Lord. That's one of them old country songs that I heard before. But anyway, it's in my heart. So the Bible have to go from the pages to your heart to your mind so like when you when you out somewhere then the scripture will come back when you going through something instead of you curse somebody out you will think on a word you will think on words don't let filthy communication or corrupt communication come out your mouth because see it's in your heart like you you read the bible you studied you meditated on it so when situations begin to come upon you you able to react or respond maybe respond is a better word respond based on what you learned and you took the heart from the scripture so you you gotta believe it to the same of your soul you gotta be fully persuaded about this word because if you don't you will make excuses you will try to make a loophole but no when you really believe the word and you are persuaded by what the word of God is saying, you're going to live your life pleasing to God. You're not going to make excuses. You're going to be like, oh, no. Nah. Oh, this is what God said. Oh, Lord, I'm going to have to come up. I'm going to have to do better. Instead of making excuses, be like, he didn't say that. That's not what he meant. Yes, he meant exactly what he said. And we got to follow the word of God. Our lives have to line up with the word of God. So we're going to go on. Mm -mm. We are women of prayer. We are women of prayer and fasting and faith. He, Matthew 17 20 21 because that's what we're gonna need <laughs> faith okay faith is what we are going to need we have to believe in God we have to have that confident faith no matter what I see no matter what I'm going through I believe God yes it's a huge mountain in front of me but if God said say to that mountain be removed and I believe it then it's gonna be removed I don't care how long it takes it's going to be removed. So you got to have that belief in Christ. That belief that God is a man of his word. What he say will come to pass. And you also have to pray and fast. Because when you praying. You telling God about you. Your troubles or whatever. But God is also. You have to silence yourself. So God can also minister into your spirit. And tell you what you need to do. Because you want to pray for his will to be done in your life. That's why I'm praying. Because I'm like, Lord, I need direction. I need guidance. I need to make sure that I'm moving in your will. Not mine, but yours. And so that's why I'm praying. and Because I need to hear clearly from God. And also fasting, it helps you to also hear clearly from God on what he wants you to do. It, it, it crucifies his flesh and what the flesh want to do. Get back, Takiya. Get back because you need to hear God's spirit. Let God minister to you. And that fasting definitely helps. 
it definitely helps. It still helped me. Glory to God. Because so if you want to get them demons to moving in your life, in your children's life, in your family life, prayer, fasting, and faith. I promise you it works. We got to go back to Bible. We not going to be a kingdom of God woman any kind of way. We can't just have no kind of slogan or whatever. Hashtag, hashtag, or however you say it. But we must go back to Bible. What did the Bible say on how we need to operate? This is Bible, Matthew 17, 20, 21. And then they say, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So we try to operate in the impossible. We got to go back to prayer and fasting and having faith in God. Not faith in your riches, not faith in your car, your house. Mm -mm. Faith in God, because that's going to move mountains. That's going to get them demons to move it. Faith and prayer and fasting, because you... So this flesh can die and the spirit can override the flesh. God will begin to speak through you when you pray and fast and have faith in who he is and what he can do through you. Unstoppable. And you can do the impossible. We're going to go on. Now, we are separated from the world. We don't form close relationships. When I say close relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships and marriages with people that are of the world because we are separated from the world. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18, do not, this is NLT version, do not team up with those who are unbelievers. Do not team up with those who are unbelievers. That means you're not saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. You have not been born again. Do not team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? I'm still trying to understand this when people make excuses for what they do. But anyway, how can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? Because you know you flip the light on and it's dark. Hey, darkness is here. Light comes, so it's no fellowship there. How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? There's no harmony. How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out. Come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you. And I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. So God is saying, hey, you, you call yourself a kingdom God, well, man, come out from among them and be separate. And you can't touch their filthy things. And then they say, I will be your father and you will be my daughters. Like, you're not my daughters if you still taking part in the world, if you still having close relationships with the world. No, you got to come out and be a difference. You have to come out. Mm -mm. So, no hard feelings. If, if you are a believer, you must date a believer. If you are a believer, you must marry a believer. If you are a believer, you must form close friendships with those that are believers. That is the signature or part of the signature of a kingdom of God woman. So you need to check yourself when you call yourself a kingdom of God woman, but you quick to date people that are not in your same, do not, is not, they're not a believer. Check yourself. 
Because are you a child of God? Are you really a kingdom of God? Oh, man. Because you're disobeying scripture. We are separated. You're supposed to be a daughter of Christ. If you're a daughter of Christ, you marry a daughter of Christ. You date a daughter. Ooh, don't date a daughter if you're a daughter. Lord. If you're a daughter of Christ, you date a man of Christ. If you're a daughter of Christ, you marry a man of Christ. That's scripture. That's scripture. We got to go back to Bible. Don't misinterpret the scripture. God meant what he said. It's clear as day. How can you misinterpret the scripture? And what I'm trying to figure out is why, if you call yourself saved, sanctified with the Holy Ghost, why would you want to marry somebody that's not saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost? Like, that makes no sense. You a child of God, but he's not. Why wouldn't you want to at least be on the same level as being a child of God? Not talking about you this way in the spirit. No. Why would you just want to be on the same level being a child of God? Like there's no way you are inviting. You are inviting confusion in your house. Maybe frustration. Because I remember when I had backslid away from church years ago. And I had, you know, I was no longer. Let me say again. I was no longer, you know, like joined with the body of Christ. You know, I had left the church. And so. I was dating an unbeliever. Again, I had left the church. I wasn't doing what I'm doing now. Let me keep making it clear. I had no position in church. Nope. At this point, I wasn't even a sister in the church because I had left the church. But anyway, I was dating an unbeliever, but I always wanted to come back to the truth. And so it would aggravate me because it's like he don't he didn't even want to go to church. And that would aggravate me. So I'm trying to figure out if you saying that you saved. Now at this point, I had left the church, and if God would came back, I would have went to hell. So, but even in that state, I still got aggravated because he didn't want to come to church and he didn't want to stop doing some stuff that he needed to stop doing. And I was getting aggravated and frustrated and I wasn't even claiming to be saved at this point. So I'm trying to figure out if somebody's claiming to be saved, a kingdom God woman, you claim to be saved with the Holy Ghost, how can you be comfortable? How can you want to marry somebody that is an unbeliever that don't believe the same way as you that's not saved, saying five with the Holy Ghost? How can you be comfortable with that? Because you're not living up to the standard of a kingdom of God woman. Are you really a daughter of Christ? No. This don't make no sense. I would want. So I got to. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. You got to be. You got to come on with the come ons. Mm-mm. If I'm a child of God, I want my husband to be a child of God. Point blank period. So we can be in harmony. We can be in harmony. We don't want to confuse the children. We don't want to, you know, bring added frustration. We want to be in harmony. So two children of God need to be together. Point blank period. We're going to go on. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. So, no. If we love the Father, the lo- if we love the world, the love of the Father is not in us. And we know if in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Now, I already talked about the front fornication and i talked about uh you know pornography and i talked about masturbation all of this fit in the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and all of this Mm-mm. and pride of life you want to build you a big house on the hill and you want your name to be great but you forgot god or you're not living to please god god ain't even in it you saying that he is but he really not no you got your own self, that stuff God didn't tell you. So don't even, mm-mm. I'm like, no. Nah. So we got to say, hey, am I loving what the world can do for me or am I loving God? And it's not no, it's not a problem in you being successful. 
and I'm talking about financially successful. That is not a problem. It's a problem when you leave God to get it. It's a problem when you put it above God. We got to seek first the kingdom of Gent and not love the world. The, the, the smoking, the vaping, the drinking, all of this, the listening to the worldly music that's filled with sex, drinking and smoking, cursing. You listening to that, that's lust of the flesh because it's gratifying your flesh. But yet you, you profess to be a kingdom of God woman. You a lie. Because kingdom of God women don't love the world or the things that are in the world. You at R&B concerts. You at rap concerts. And I'm not talking about gospel rap. I'm talking about pure rap. Sing the cussing and the, 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 you know, the foul language and the sexing and all of that. You at these concerts. But you a kingdom of God woman. Mm -mm, go, go get in the presence of God. Get you some understanding. We got we got to operate how God wants us to operate. Okay, also James 4, 4 through 5. I got to hurry up in this. Our standard, what is our standard and code of conduct? It's holiness. It's holiness. I mentioned this at the beginning. The Bible say, but as he which have called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16. Holy. Pure. God is holy, so we have to be holy as he is. Glory to God. Holiness is our standard. And if at any time we're not living up to the standard, we're we not answering to the standard and looking up to the standard of holiness, we are not king of God woman. And when the Bible says be holy in all manner of conversation, that don't that's not just the way we talk. That's a part of it. The way you talk and the way you carry yourself, as the way you behave as a woman of as a kingdom woman. No, that that got to be holy. That got to be holy. So we got to watch ourselves and make sure, hey, my behavior, the way I dress, the way I talk. All of that have to be holy. And if, at any time, we check. If I'm not coming under this, then I'm not a kingdom God woman. I need, I want to be this way. Lord, purify me and cleanse me. But I'm seeing that I am not lining up. That's how you got to be honest with yourself. So we got to be holy. It's no if, answer, but God is holy. And we said we had a Holy Ghost. We are supposed to be holy too. In the way we talk, in the way we dress, in the way we live, period. It also, also, God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So that means like bringing people back in right standing with God. So when you become a new creature in Christ, you're supposed to be reaching back to help others become a new creature in Christ. That's our job. And if you're not stirred up to do that, something is wrong with you because that's you born again and you're going to help bring others into the kingdom. That's our job. It's all of our job. You don't have to have a title as a missionary or a prophetess or whatever. No, all of our job as born-again believers is the ministry of reconciliation. It's not talking about preaching. It's talking about serving. Ministry of reconciliation. You should have some type of word or something to tell somebody about Jesus and trying to restore them in right relationship with God. Because me, as me, I don't want to see nobody go to hell. So that's why I'm on here doing this. I'm on. I'm, hopefully you either hearing me or seeing me. But that's why I'm doing this because I encourage y'all to become a kingdom woman of God. So you can inherit eternal life with Jesus.
that's in peace because we're not going to heaven anyhow we can't carry the title kingdom of kingdom of god woman and we're not really living up to it we gotta be born again and we gotta live holy point blank period so i was born again so again i want to help others to be born again i thank the lord for it and so again that's why i'm on here uh it also speak about we're ambassadors of christ and i mentioned that before we are Christ's representative. So it's no more about what I want to do, what you want to do, what you think, how you feel. It doesn't matter. We must represent God in everything we do. Everything we do. When I see you, when you see me, you should be able to clearly know that I am born again that i live holy and i get really disgusted that i can't tell that about people that saying that they are holy or saying they are saved or saying that they are a believer i can't see it i can't even feel it because your life contradict what you saying your dressing contradict what you're saying so we supposed to be representing god and when ambassadors go to other countries, they have distinguishing things on them to let you know that, hey, I represent the U.S. So with God, we should be able to be clearly identified to other people in the world that, hey, we represent God. And I'm going to tell you right now, the heart is what you need to be working on. Because see, when you get that heart right, then you are able to look good on the outside how God wants you to look. But see, if your heart is not right, you ain't allowed God to do surgery on that heart, your heart transplant, new heart, then you're going to be thinking you okay with the dress of a prostitute or a harlot. You're going to think you're okay, but you're not. You're not representing God. You represent yourself. We are ambassadors of Christ, and it's no longer about what I think. It's about what God thinks. It's a the Bible said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. These are your ways, my ways. So let me go on. Um, what is the basis of our whole kingdom? Like what, what, what? It's love. If we had a flag or a banner, it probably would have a heart on it or something. I'm just saying. Because it's all the, the Bible say, like all the law, everything is hinged on loving. Like loving God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Loving your neighbor as yourself. The law was fulfilled this way. Because see, if you love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, then you is not going to be easy to commit a sin because you really love God and you want to do your best to please him. Then when you love your neighbor as yourself, then you're not just going to treat them any kind of way because you're supposed to be loving yourself. Now, if you're a born-again believer, you should have a very healthy love of yourself so you will want to do good to other people. So you got to make sure you get yourself right with God. Because a lot of times when people is not treating their neighbor right, that claim to be saved, then that means that they they are not loving. They're not, they don't have a healthy love for God, maybe, or their self. So they need to get in the presence of God so they can start loving their self like they need to love a healthy love for yourself so you can love other people. Glory to God. We're going to go on. We are identified by our love for him and love for others. We don't live by worldly standards. It's not a, 
no, you you do something to me, I'm gonna do something bad to you. That's not how it's supposed to be. Not if you claim to be a kingdom of God woman. You got to think higher. You live higher. And again, our standard is holiness. And so we have unconditional love. So it's not based on what somebody do to you. You still gonna love regardless. Not that world, not, not that world love. If you hate me, I hate you. No. I love you regardless of what you say about me and what you do to me. I still love you. That's unconditional love. And that's the love that every kingdom of God woman should have. Okay. And the Bible's like, hey, if you don't love, you don't know God. Point blank period. So take 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 the title out. You ain't no kingdom of God woman if you don't have love. If you don't love your brother whom you see every day. Mm-mm. You don't love God. So we need to stop the line. You treating your brothers and sisters in Christ with hate, or you treat other people in the world with hate. Nasty attitude. Ah oh, no. You don't love God. Mm-mm. You see these people, but you don't even see God. But yet you love God, but you hate your brother. You a lie. The Bible says you lie. So that's first John 4, 8 through 13, 19 through 21. Cause people be cracking me up. Like it be people that is so self-righteous, like, like that they think they love God. Like you be saying, I love God. You be seeing them shine dance in church, but yet you can't treat me nice. No, you don't love God and you're not going to make it into heaven. And you are a false representation of the kingdom of God. Woman. Cause I don't even care if I am a homeless person. You still supposed to treat me with kindness. You still supposed to treat me with compassion. Even, even, mm-mm. Even if, even if me, like for instance, I backslid away from church years ago. My baby is 15 now, years, 10 plus years ago. Backslid away from church and people that claim to be saved still give me the cold shoulder, but they think they going up to heaven. You a lie. You ain't going nowhere because you got to treat everybody with love. Everybody. It's God have no respect to persons. So we got we better get rid of this self-righteous attitude because you ain't going in the kingdom and you're the, you are false representation of the kingdom God woman. We gonna go on. And the scripture where I was saying thou shalt love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, that's Matthew 22, 37 through 40. So in conclusion, so you want to be great in the kingdom? You want to be a great kingdom of, of God woman? I encourage you, first of all, I've got to say this, put on the whole arm of God. Put on a whole armor, God. You got to be suited. Look that up. You will find that. That's in Ephesians. Put on a whole armor, God. Now, that's properly dressed. They can't see your spiritual armor, but you ready. You ready to fight the demonic forces. Glory to God. And you ready. You are ready to, to you are prepared for whatever may come your way. Now, in conclusion, you want to be great in the kingdom of God. Teach and live God's holy word. Matthew 5 19 says whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall not teach men so he shall be called the least in the kingdom of God so you said to be you know the word you posting memes you posting quotes like I was saying but you breaking the commandments least in the kingdom of God but whosoever shall do but whosoever shall do and teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Let me say it again. Whosoever shall do 
and teach them. That's the commandments. Whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So not only are you teaching, you doing the commandments of God. That is a great kingdom of God, woman, that was found in Matthew 5, 19. So I encourage y'all to be encouraged. Be encouraged. When you claim to be a kingdom of God, woman, I need y'all to live up to that standard. I need you to live up to the standard of holiness. I need you to represent Christ. Don't represent. It's not about you. It's about Christ being shown through you. And if people can't see Christ, then you are living in vain. They got to see Christ in you. Let's stand up. Let's be kingdom women of God or kingdom of God, woman. Let's represent Christ in our homes, at the school, <coughs> excuse me, at our workplace, wherever we may go. Let's represent Jesus for real because Christ is coming back. A, a church that has made herself ready. You got to be holy. You got to be without spot and blemish. Don't listen to these people talking to you doing too much. You got to be holy without spot or blemish. No sin is going going into the kingdom of heaven. No sin. So we got to examine ourselves. We got to examine ourselves. We got to constantly, hey, make sure. You are repenting before God, keeping your vessel clean. Glory to God, because you don't know when Jesus is coming back. And furthermore, you don't know who is looking at you on earth. So when you say you're a kingdom of God, woman, you need to live up to what you're talking about. Live up to what you're talking about. Go in your secret closet and shut the door and ask God to cleanse you from the inside out. Ask God to manifest himself to you so you can represent God for real and be who he has called you to be and if you ain't saved on today I encourage you to come on to Christ it don't matter what you did who you did it with you can be a kingdom of God woman too glory to God and hey y'all are welcome to come to my church I'm located in Baseball, Mississippi under the leadership of Bishop Calvin C. Wiley Sr. my church is City of Refuge Church glory to God but it's time it's time, kingdom of God, women, for us to rise up. And if you are one, don't be ashamed. Live the life. Don't be ashamed. Be happy. Be joyful about your position in the kingdom of God. Be great. Don't just be in the kingdom, but be great. Glory to God. Well, I pray that y'all have a blessed night. I know I'm getting this out late, but hey, it's all good. Y'all have a blessed night. Peace out.